Each Teach Radio. Connecting with people. Welcome to the seventh edition of the Peak Performance Podcast with myself, Richard Pups. Today I've got three special guests in the building. We have Reggie, we have Faye, we have Giles. Um, going clockwise, guys, I'd like you to introduce yourselves. Hi, my name's Reggie Offay. Um, I am a operations and development manager for a company called VIP. And I'm also a qualified CBT life coach. Hi, my name is Fayola Dawes. Um, I'm currently a middle leader, so that is a head of department um, for performing arts dance in a secondary school in South East London. Hi, my name's Giles Smith. Same as Faye, I'm a middle leader in a school in South East London. I've been teaching for 17 years. I've had experience in middle leadership and now experiencing some stuff in senior leadership. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Okay, guys, um, thank you for coming, first of all. Um, the reason why I got you guys here is to touch upon the, um, that topic that no one really likes to talk about. It's um, racism. So um, we're going to be going through the different types of racism and um, kind of talking about our own experience, what, what's happened to us and, and how we feel about it. The first type of racism we're going to talk about is individual racism, and that refers to um, racial assumptions, beliefs or behaviours. So um, I'm going to go again round, round the clock. And um, Reggie, is there any experiences that you can um, enlighten us about that you've been through um, um, regarding individual racism? Um, I'd probably say my first experience of racism was when I was seven years old. Wow. And, you know, at the time it happened, I didn't even realise what racism was because I'd never experienced it. Mm. Um, you know, spending some time in the UK and spending some time in Ghana, coming sort of back to the UK, you know, and being confronted with, you know, words, the N-word and other types of abuse, I was like, what is this? You know, so I've then approached my mum and said, what does this mean? Then she's explained it. And that was kind of like my first sort of like real um, experience of racism directed at At you. Yeah, Um, yeah. You know, and kind of moving on from there, you you know, I've explained it to my mum, my mum's coming down to the school, the guy's parents have come down to the school and then it's like a confrontation. And then I'm like, I'm really seeing what these people kind of think about me, you know, and my parents and anyone that kind of looks like me, wow. you know, so that was kind of like my first sort of real um, experience of it, you know, and growing up, you know, you kind of, you see it, you kind of, you take it to a certain extent, but then there's times when, you know, you just, you react because why should I be subjected to this kind 100%. of abuse? You know, I haven't done anything to you. So why are you then reacting in this in this way based on the colour of my skin? Um, so yeah, so there's di- you know there's different forms and there's many many stories you know yeah, that I could yeah. probably go into about when I've experienced sort of um, um, individual racism. It's happened in the workplace. You know, it's happened at nightclubs. It's happened in you know even in churches, which is wow. you know what I mean. You know, <laughs> you, 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 things happen or things are said, and you're just like, huh. Uh, why would you kind of have that view? Like, what what gives you that opinion of me, you know, that I'm going to maybe react in a certain way or gives you the right to even, like, say that? Yeah. You know, so it's um, it's such a complex topic, you know. And I it think, is, you know, yeah. And I think people just experience it in, in many different ways. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Fair yourself. 
company? Um, it's quite interesting because I'm an eighties baby. Yeah. Um, so even even in the context of individual racism, it's very very different for me. Mm-hmm. I don't even think I've really experienced racism to the level that you have. Mm-hmm. Just a different time. Mm. Um, in terms of what people, the expectation of what people have of you, maybe so, but not anything direct like, oh, you nigger. I've never had that in my life. Mm. Um, and even like when I listen to stories of like, for example, my mum or my aunts and uncles, obviously we come from Wolverhampton. So in the country, things are very different when you're, when you're growing up amongst a community where it's predominantly, you might live next door to Asians or live predominantly next door to white people. Mm. And then it's almost like, oh, you're the only black family. Or in those times, as we know, they were, they were sharing accommodation. Mm-hmm. One whole family, a next whole black family would live together in one house. Yeah. Um, and, and that whole no blacks, no, no Irish, no dogs. I think they got that sort of harsh call, mm. you nigger, you dish, you that. I never, and this is, it's really odd me saying this, I've never really experienced it in that, in that context, on that yeah. severe level. Yeah. I think it's been, like it is now, it's more of a swept under the carpet racism. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah. yeah. So it's almost like a stereotype. Oh, okay. Oh, you've got a gold tooth. Oh, so you're, you know, oh, well, you know, black girls with short hair it, it's it's that it's not you nigger you black yeah, one yeah, dog yeah, or, yeah, yeah, you know it's not that it's, it's different times it's, like yeah it's a very yeah. different type of racism yeah. and like even when i you know i was refer- i was thinking about the question i was like individual racism when have i actually have i ever ever had someone call me a nigger no no yeah but it's been in different ways like when you go to work mm-hmm. you know oh, Oh, I didn't expect your hair to. Oh, it does that. Oh, what? Oh, why do you have it like that? Um. Oh, so you got a Nigerian name? Even just that, mm. I have a Nigerian name, but I'm Jamaican. Oh, well, you're not supposed to have a Nigerian name, but you're Jamaican. But how does that even make sense? Mm. Like, it's just you know the ignorance of people, um, and I've experienced it in that form. And yeah. we can even be, as you said, we can go deal with this. Yeah, but you it's, know, it's the whole black girl versus the light skinned girl. I think yeah. that was my generation mm-hmm. in school. Yeah, right? the, the fairer skinned girls were preferred more than the darker skinned girls. That yeah. was mm-hmm. our type of experience. Yeah, of race. yeah, yeah. And it's good you touched upon it as well because I was going to touch upon racism within our own culture as well as yeah. from 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 white people. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. um, because I think that. The early racism, early, early racism has probably made us kind of judge each other by our, our skin tone. Oh, yeah. You oh, know? The colorism. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 But we've also got to remember that colorism is something that has been ingrained um, from, from as long as, you know, before, even before slavery, yeah, yeah, yeah. like being a lighter tone or yeah. being more favorite. Um, being the, the you know the more favorite person because yeah. of the your skin tone and your skin color, mm-hmm. this is this is going back even within our own communities, mm-hmm. even before we were being enslaved, even before we were trapped, mm-hmm. um. And why is this? These ideologies that are being spread about if you look this way, you are more accepted. You're you're gonna have a, a how can I say an easier time, mm-hmm. um. Mm-hmm. And even that in itself is wrong, 
So automatically you find that people of darker skin tones are almost like, you know, you take a step back. This this also has to do with self-respect, mm. you know, self-acknowledgement, self-love. Mm. It goes it's, so it's, deep. It's yeah. conditioning, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, like you said, it, it, there are things that probably happened before slavery. There's a whole, yeah. you know, plethora of history exactly. way before exactly. yeah. sla- slavery, you know what I mean? But that's what, as a society, we kind of get blanketed with that this is like our history started from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, now we're 400 years later. It's kind of like, okay, cool. But no, there was like thousands of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. royalty. Like, exactly. Yeah, royalty before that, you know, yeah. and, and dynasties before that. So um, since slavery, I believe that there's been a lot of subliminal and oh, and co- overt, like, mm. conditioning of people's minds to think a certain way. So hence you will get things like the um, the, um, the the issue of colorism and self hate mm-hmm. that still exists now. You yeah. know, um, and it's hard to shift. You know how how, how do you shift Very that? Shift. Yeah. How yeah. do you yeah. shift that? Um, individual racism. Yeah. Wow, massive, <laughs> huge topic. Um, I can look at it in two two different pathways. So I can look at it as a pathway as a young man growing up in a. West Indian community, but not inside of London. So similar to Faith, I grew up in Hertfordshire. I didn't grow up in London. Mm. So my community was tight as a black community. Mm-hmm. And my family was tight. You know, I had elders in the community who were looked at as pillars of the community mm. because of yeah. them being in Hertfordshire for that long, mm-hmm. from the early 40s. Wow. wow. So my family was respected. I was part of a family where my dad played cricket, so you had a West Indian cricket team mm-hmm. from the local sports and social club, and these guys were like my role models. Mm-hmm. However, you would always hear the conversations of my dad after the game of, you know, the opposition, what they would have said, mm-hmm. or how they would have spoken to them on the field. And it was very interesting to hear that, but mm-hmm. I think my first experience of it was very young. I'd say six years old. I was in um, primary school, and a kid openly just called me blackie, like openly. And we had a fight, but I was punished for it because I had a fight. Yeah, but openly, I was racially, racially abused. Yeah. And that, obviously you're angry, but the fact that I stood up for myself sort of nicked it in the bud. But I always had that doubt of why am I being questioned about my colour? Yeah. Why yeah. am I different in some ways? Mm. And then as I think my schooling went on, I think the fact that within my school there was probably um, eight black students in primary school and three of them were in my class. Wow. So you sort of like did things like when you play football, you'd stick on the same team. Mm-hmm. When you did group work, you sat with each other. Yeah. Yeah. You just, yeah. you just, yeah. you just you're sort of like yeah, yeah, isolated yeah. from mm. everyone else. But as time went on, I think similar to Faye, it was not as blatant. Mm. Because the people you're going to school with and then the people you're hanging out with, so it developed. Mm-hmm. But I think my more direct experience of direct or or in their way maybe indirect, they don't realise what they're doing, was mm. through sport. Mm. So I had the privilege of, like I say, playing cricket at a young age and I did really well. I went on to play for England, etc., etc., at youth level. And that was a horrible experience, which should be a good experience. Wow. Mm. Because there's direct racism. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just there. So, for instance, you're selected and you train together. So you'd go to places like Lillyshaw and you'd have coaching um, um, clinics mm-hmm. where you train even with the top English players and mm-hmm. you would be sort of like labelled or why are you being lethargic or mm-hmm. why are you being so laid back or why are you late for training, etc, etc. Mm-hmm. You're not late. Mm-hmm. It's just how you are. You're yeah. not late, but you would get singled out and you would get challenged more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when I really woke up and I think on the cricket field, a few times you were called things and you get to see this is a problem. Yeah. And what it does is, is and especially in cricket, because the West Indies were amazing. They were like the equivalent of Brazil in football. Yeah. So, yeah, so you yeah. were literally yeah, yeah. expected to be like good. that or better. Mm-hmm. So if you weren't like that, you ain't good enough. Yeah. So you're having to prove yourself. And the minute you slip, you're gone. And it and it's and it's not the same thing. And it sort of makes you disillusioned. Mm-hmm. It makes you lose faith. And then when you go into like your 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 smaller hubs, so like your club and so on, again you get the coach trying to impersonate and give it this and yeah, yeah. what's yeah. all that? The caricatures yeah, 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 and yeah. all of that and it's like mm. it's weird. It's yeah, weird. Yeah. And I think I think sport is a very, very <laughs> dangerous place 100%. for yeah. direct racism because you have coaches that really have have, have opened the door. And I'd say the England manager now for football, Gareth Southgate, is a prime example because mm. he's experienced probably a lot more or seen racism where he's played with a lot of mm. black footballers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he understands the struggle. Yeah. However, you know, and his most, mind's open as he's, well. He's, yeah. he's an open-minded guy, but in a lot of sport, especially what I call the middle-class sports, that's why there's not a representation of Absolutely. young black men or yeah. young black women mm. because there's direct racism yeah. from school right mm. the way through. Mm. And I'd say within my profession now, I'm forever trying to fight that barrier. Not necessarily just for black students, but the fact of they have talent. Mm. Teaching in South London now, especially in this area, there's an uh, outstanding amount of students who are good at sport, mm. but they're disillusioned. Yeah. Or the chances of them getting to the top are minimalised because of this direct racism. Mm, yeah. They have to prove themselves or they're Time. stereotyped or they're seen as trouble or they're seen mm. as a challenge. And that's all going back to when I was a child and I was called something, mm. you stand up for yourself yeah. and you're labelled as being mm. challenging. And I think it's direct racism. Yeah. How have you find like navigating that as you know an educator? Yeah. You know, knowing that that is how the system is kind of set up in a way that it's not an, it's not a fair playing field for you know black kids and everybody else mm-hmm. um you know sort of from looking at it from an outside view of somebody looking at the education system it, it just seems like it's set up for kids not to win you know the, the same punishments are not passed out for people who are asian or people who are white so for example people um, kids get expelled more frequently than their white counterparts. Yeah. And it could be the same thing that they've done, but this, it seems like the punishment is a lot harsher for black kids than it is for, you know, a white child. So how do you, you know, have you found that you've experienced that or if, how I've have you managed to it. navigate that? I've experienced it. I actually tweeted it the other day because, you know, I think there are schools where the system is, is much more open and fair. Mm-hmm. 
and and the rehabilitation of the behaviour of a student is thorough. So I firmly believe behaviour is learned, regardless of whether you're yeah, black, white, Asian or not. Exactly. So a student will make a mistake mm. and how they rehabilitate from it is vital. Mm. Now, in some schools, there is no rehabilitation. In fact, it's more the, the, the behaviours or the beliefs of some teachers that cause that student to then be under that radar. So when they come into, when they come into school in year seven, you'll hear things like, oh, he's going to be trouble. Now, it's a student. At the end of the day, it's a student. Yeah. Regardless of whether they're going to be trouble or not, that's our profession. We have to be able to yes. differentiate. Yeah. Them, but that isn't the case. So that's one issue, mm-hmm. which is a systematic problem. Yeah. But then as it goes up into different institutions or as it goes up the scale, mm-hmm. depending on the ethos of the school and depending mm-hmm. on who's the... Who's the final person to so the SLT member to finalise that that move or or say whether it's an exclusion or not is why there's an issue. So I'd say in education, I see myself as someone who's a messiah mm-hmm. to change the system. Yeah. yeah. But the chances of me being able to get into that position to change the system it's again is a barrier. Yeah. 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 So yeah. what I have to do is be as open as possible. But you can't go up to a student and say, you know what? it's going to be really hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You're going to yeah. demoralise. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. What you have to do is be realistic, mm-hmm. speak about how we're speaking now yeah. so they understand mm-hmm. and they're aware and students are fully aware. Mm-hmm. You know, a student, how I'm speaking now, will say, why are you like them? Mm. That's what they'll say. Right. Why, are you, why are you moving like that, sir? And mm. I'm like, moving like, this is me. This yeah. is how I am. Yeah. However, how I behave in school in the establishment yeah, and how exactly. they behave outside the establishment, yeah, yeah. it's different. You have to educate. Absolutely. You have to yeah, be able yeah. to explain to them, this is how we have to yeah. not conform. Teaching them about their behaviour. You've got yeah, a behaviour. Yeah, 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 your yeah, behaviour yeah. isn't a... It's not a... It's not something that's held over you. It's mm. something you've got to understand yeah, and yeah. the reasons why. Yeah. And that is the most powerful thing I learned from a very early stage of my teaching career. I'm to give you a round of applause for that. And one. I had yeah. to change yeah. mm. what I was doing in teaching. I think it took me three, four years. Yeah. And I became a head of year. Mm. And that is one of the most um, empowering and most humbling experiences ever. Because mm. then I had to learn about Asian culture. Yeah. I had to learn about white British culture. But also I learned about so many different black cultures. Mm. They mm. made me more powerful. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. so I had to speak to a Somali mum who were like, you don't understand. Mm. And she would say, because you're Jamaican, da, 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 mm. but I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> and then once we had that conversation, that mum was one of the best mums I've ever spoken. Yeah. She was on my side, mm. but yeah. she realised that I was there to help right. her son, eventually her daughter. But mm. I think in education, there's a huge problem because yeah. there are a number of black men mm-hmm. and black women who are like us. We are middle leaders or just starting out in teaching mm. and the pathway or the stairs to rise to the top and and build change it just seems yeah. like it Bumpy. seems like a marathon yeah. 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 it seems yeah. like a marathon so yeah. i can i can look on experiences and say 17 years in both sides of the spectrum i've done the head of department i've done the pastoral mm. i feel I'm a good teacher. Yeah. I know how mm-hmm. to teach. Mm-hmm. I've understood the whole change. I've been through all the changes. Mm. I'm ready. Yeah. 
but no one's going to give me that chance, you know. Yeah. You might need to improve on this. this no. But that's you, the direct, but that's you, the direct straight there. Do yeah. you think if you, I'm going to throw it out there, mm-hmm. if you was white, it, the road wouldn't be so bumpy towards getting towards the end destination? Totally, totally. Because, because this whole approach of, come here, let's have a chat. Mm. You yeah. see it. Or the whole approach of, and I, and I second this as well, you have um, what I call silent sponsors. Mm. So you have someone who will be speaking about you yeah. in those big meetings or showcasing you mm-hmm. in those SLT meetings or on the website or saying to someone else that is influencing mm-hmm. where you go next. Yeah. So then once you're in that interview, you could make some bad calls. But, yeah. but because they yeah, know yeah. the credentials, yeah. they can give you a chance. Yeah. And I feel, as a sports person, you know, been through how many trials or how many you know, exposures of, of playing sport, you don't select based on that performance in the trial. You select mm. on the potential. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the potential that could actually grow. Mm. And the pathway to the top, they're not dealing with potential. Yeah, right. They're dealing mm. with, mm-hmm. right, how you articulate, how you dress, how would you be seen by the face of the school? Yes. Yeah? And that is the challenge that these students need to understand when they're going to play sport. So relate to so much of what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but when, you know, like, I'm a head of department in South London for a reason. Mm. Thank yeah? you. You're yeah. a head of department in West London. But you see, that's another thing. Yeah. But the challenge is, the challenge is there. Yeah. But am I going to get headhunted for that? No. Until the challenge gets out of control and then it's like we need. It's too late. Could, sorry, Faye. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Let me remember this. For story. me. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. For me, obviously me and Giles are very close colleagues. Yeah. We've worked in a different yeah. realm yeah, yeah, in another yeah, yeah. type of setting. Yeah. But um, we have like a body of friendship. Yeah. So there's two more of us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think this, this is the problem. We're waiting on people to give us opportunities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When really and truly we need to start creating, creating okay. opportunities yeah. for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and, and, and this is what we're talking about, mm-hmm. thinking about education, mm-hmm. what's the next move? How can we make an impact? Mm-hmm. But as a collective, as you said the other day, there is plenty of us to yeah. do this. Yeah. There's loads of black teachers to do this. Mm -hmm. And I think it's that fear. Once again, some people kind of... That that word there, You know, and and that's the problem. And we just, like you said, we just need to be bold and we just need to go ahead and do the damn thing. Like Like, for me, it comes down to that because this thing that we're talking about, about Mm -hmm. our young people being marginalised is not going to change Mm -hmm. because within that system, within those, their systems... There's only so much we can do, mm. yeah. even as a middle leader. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because obviously there's someone from above, even with the head teacher, there's someone from above them telling the them what to do. CEO. Yeah, and then telling them what to yeah. do, telling us what to do. Yeah, so we system. need to make our own paths yeah. in order for this to kind of this transition, this period to kind of like flourish and progress. And that's my thing. Yeah. And it's what me and Giles always talk about. And, and, and you know, I think education is the key to to eradicate racism because yeah. yes you know yes. Like, as you said as you were speaking it reminded me of, of Jane Elliott yeah. you know and some of her experiments over the years with yeah. schools and you know mm-hmm. um, other institutions and if schools have a more rounded sort of curriculum yeah. Yeah. approach that yeah. involves yeah. 
everybody, not just once a year, you know, at Black History Month, oh, we'll, we'll learn about this, but it's usually the same things. You know, we'll learn about the civil rights movement, we'll learn about slavery, you know, and, and that pretty much is the box that it stays in. But there's so much more that we could be teaching the future children about each other so that when, when they're growing up, they're not having this kind of conflict of, oh, well, I don't really know about you. All, yeah. you know, all I know about is Henry VIII and what we've done. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and the all these places and... we've gone yeah. and conquered. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, we've conquered all of these places, so you're inferior to me. Yeah. You get what I mean? So, and that's the mindset that it mm. kind of creates in, in, in children from a very early age. So I think education is so important. Um, and like, and like for, you said, yeah. sorry, Rich, no, like you said, we've got such a, a role to play and we can't continue waiting for people to kind of give us the green light to do it. Although we have these barriers and there's always going to be barriers. And um, recently someone was speaking about, ah, oh, you know, why aren't there any Saturday schools anymore? I remember going to Saturday Me school <laughs> and learning about like black history, yeah. learning about other cultural histories, mm -hmm. which gave me a more rounded Round perspective yeah. Yeah. about yes. people around me, mm -hmm. which then led me to want to go and travel more and learn about other cultures. You know, I'll travel on my own to random places. I don't mind doing that. But because I'm confident enough to think, well, you know, I'm going to learn something by mm. being, you know, in a different mm. culture. Mm. But we've got to really kind of start somewhere. And that's the key, isn't it? Yeah. It's where do we start? <laughs> Teaching <laughs> adults as well as, as, well as children. Absolutely. And adults being educated. Yeah. My thing is... Obviously, we all know that education starts at home. Mm, and for 100%. those people, for those families or for those parents or guardians that don't quite, they don't have the knowledge or they don't, we need to also be a facilitating that yeah. or equipping them with that knowledge. Like Rich said, it's not just about the children. Mm. It's about those people that are feeding the information to those children yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, that's very true. And that, that's, that, I think for some generation, that is the... That is where the gap is. The issue, yeah. That's the issue. Yeah, yeah. The kids are going home and, the, you know, the culture, there's no real in culture being ingrained. Mm. You're eating, we're not going to say what they're eating, but you're eating certain foods that aren't representative of your culture. Mm. So when you're going to school and you're eating your little, you know, your little dinner, yeah. we, you're, you're eating the same dead food. Yeah. But you, there's no difference. There's, there's, you know, there's no difference. There's no difference to say, oh, yeah, at home we eat this. When you go to your friend's house on the weekend, oh, his mum cooks this chicken or whatever. Mm. And that's how you learn about cultures as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's about yeah. the experience. Absolutely. And the experience of people. Mm -hmm. oh, there's so much we can say. <laughs> I know. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, so and that's what... I, I'm hoping that, well, I know I cook a lot at home, whatever, but I'm hoping I'm doing that with my son. Yeah. You know what I mean? But what I do more so, you see the books on the shelf? Mm -hmm. They look like him. The people in the books and in the stories, the programs that he watches, he can see himself. Good, yes, good. Before yes, good. we go and expand out to the, the wider community that we hand them over to, mm. which we have really no control of what they learn in the curriculum, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they need to understand about yeah, themselves. Yes, yeah, 100%. And I think that... And that's the issue yeah, too. Mm -hmm. Some of them don't. Yeah. You ask a child, oh, you know, give me... I don't know, like in the it's science department, you might have displays. Oh, who's that person? Black woman, black man, inventor. Mm -hmm. Couldn't tell you who it is. Yeah. But if or, you show them Shakespeare, that's... Yeah, yeah, they yeah, know yeah, who they know that who is. is. Yeah, yeah. And it just goes deep. It goes back to what I say about the direct racism. Yeah. What, what I see now, 30 years on, 
where you're looking at the students now in school, mm-hmm. they're directly being racist towards each other. Thank mm. you. Yeah, so you'll have yeah, a yeah. black boy yeah. who will have Afro-Caribbean heritage mm. and he will be directly racist to another black boy. He's probably of African African heritage mm. and say all kinds of derogatory terms about each other. Yeah. And I'm just like, whoa. Go back to what I said earlier. When I was in school, we literally had to stick together. It's such an interesting way home, it's a might, very different time. The way home, you might yeah. get rushed. Yeah. Yeah. Anything. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas now, it's like, we're now, I'd say in education, black students are, in South London, are the majority. Yeah. 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 But yet, there's still this underbelly of direct and indirect. Like, your mum cooks the worst chicken. <laughs> or... But it's you're mocking each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. You're not thinking about why do they cook like that? Or actually, why do they have similar foods? Do you know why? Yeah, do you know where it comes yeah, from? Yeah, yeah. Do you understand? What, and that's why when you get deep, yeah. then they're like, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> yeah. They'll back off. But you know what? What right. I was going to say as well is that that's probably one of my first um, <laughs> experiences with racism. It wasn't only because from from white people, it was from, it was from black people yeah. as well. It was from like, I remember I've got quite a complex surname and mm-hmm. at the time I was embarrassed that Papalampu yeah, is my surname. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's a yeah, Ghanaian yeah. surname. And when you <laughs> Google it now, it's like, there's a dynasty. I'm yeah, like, yeah. now I say it loud, oh. my chest. You know, but at the time it was like, register, um, school register, Richard Papalampu, everyone loved yeah, 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 yeah. And, then, and then you get into some, some of the Jamaican yeah. Yeah. You know that's still going Yeah, yeah, but some yeah, of the Jamaican exactly. kids will be like, boo boo, and yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Like, And it would hurt me. And like, yeah. I remember when um, someone keep repeating my name, Papalampu, Papalampu, and I was saying, say it again, say it again. And I remember <laughs> that. In fact, the whole class, I lit this boy with a chair, you know? Yeah, yeah and after that, people kind of See, respected it. it. But you yeah, because they thought, wow, this is extreme that I had to go to. Yeah. To, to show people change. to change, yeah. change. and then you're labelled yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but the thing is my dad told me that like just like respect yourself and be proud to be black yeah. from day one I remember my dad well, I must have been about six me and my brother sat down be proud if anyone ever tries to tell you anything mm. if they punch you punch them back yeah, that's what my dad used to always say do you know what I mean so it was like same thing so it was like when that's why my mum I didn't live with my dad but my mum had the same ethos you know anyone troubles you you just deal with it so for me it was it was mad because that was my first like I used to think, oh, when I get older, I want to change my name because it's... And I used to think to myself, like... Even that trauma. Yeah, yeah, trauma. trauma. Imagine going to an assembly and you're going to win an award for something for your your, your handwriting or... And you're thinking, I don't want to win. I don't want to win because they're going to say my name. They're going to say my name. Richard Papalampu. And you have to get up and you're sweating and you're nervous and you're anxious just because of your name. Your name, yeah. And really and truly, now I'm an older person. Like I said to you, I'm proud to say And when I Googled my name, when I saw my my mum's dad and my dad's heritage, it's like, oh, these people are... Like, when... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I just, I just wish that, like the kids, then and now, are more aware that you come from you, you yeah, come from your heritage, and, and yeah. it's not even that. It's like who determines whether your name is right or wrong? Mm. Who says that the name Smith can't be wrong? Yeah, why is Papa Lampu wrong? Do you know what I mean? And why do we get? Why have I got why? the name Smith? That, uh, where's it well, come from? Yeah, that yeah, is, yeah, even yeah. more so. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I mean. My parents live in the Caribbean, so I have the privilege of going there and seeing it and mm-hmm. seeing it firsthand. 
and seeing the change and how it's becoming more Americanized, etc. Mm. But what I still am grateful for is that I can still go to where my grandparents lived and see mm. the real roots mm. and understand and be humbled. Like, this is what my parents, this is where they grew up. This yeah. is, this was their house. There's no upstairs. There's no downstairs. There's that's no how we yeah. big yeah. garden. It's basic. And what you see there, that's what they had. And that's how they came here. Mm. And that's why, you know, like it was the saying, if you go out in the street and you disrespect do you know what I mean? There's a the level of pride exactly. and the level of, of, of expectation was instilled. Yeah. So there's no way you're going to go out on the street and do anything stupid yeah. Or, yeah. or let down your family because you've got to remember the journey. Mm. And that's what really, really needs to be learned now and really developed now. It's yes, journey, it's journey. Lost. Yeah. It's lost. Yeah. It's lost because oh there's a gosh. gap. Mm. There's a gap and that's why there is this direct racism. Yeah. You will see... When I watched the march, I marched, and when mm. I watched the march, and I saw these guys say "White Lives Matter," and you saw black guys yeah. standing there, yeah, with the, with the yeah, 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 they were there, yeah. and they were they yeah. were attacking the police sense. and doing all that madness. Mm. But I'm like, how? What? Is and the same as when you go to a football ground, yeah, and you hear football fans say something, and then you'll see a black guy sat there that day. When Raheem Sterling got racially abused by the mm. by the Chelsea fan, mm. if you look around, there's four or five black people there. Yeah, yeah. So you know you're standing yeah. in a crowd that is notoriously racist, mm. yet you're still supporting that. Yeah. And you know, a really strong book by Paul Cannonville. He played for he played for Chelsea, mm-hmm. and the racism that he had to experience. Yeah. In a way, if you look at the black players now, he opened the door for them. Mm. But still, it's still there. So How many years later? Four yeah. years later, you've got these guys and they're earning that money. But yet, I think it's great they're taking the knee and all that. But however, ain't enough. Thank you. Like Raheem Sterling really, said, if Raheem really Sterling wants to speak to someone, mm-hmm. yeah, as the top one of the top players in England, he can't go to a black manager. Mm. He can't. Because there's none. Yeah. He can go to an ex-black player, mm-hmm. but some of the greatest footballers are black. Why are they not managers? Yeah. Mm. So it's like I'd say some of the greatest yeah. teachers yeah. are black. It's Why are we not leaders? Yeah. 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 And that leads us on. Why are we not leaders? Yeah. Neatly <laughs> to institutional racism Ooh. and structural racism. Mm. Institutional racism oh, wow. and structural deep. racism. Deep. I know it's, it's, it's a deep one. Um, it can lead to discrimination in the criminal um, justice sector, employment, housing, healthcare, teaching, political power. Yeah. Where do we start on this one, man? Where do we start? Institutional. Can I just say yeah. one thing? Of course you can. We're talking about institutional education, mm-hmm. as we've been touching on. Mm-hmm. Um, myself and Giles, we're in a, actually, we're in a, an amazing position because of our subject specialisms. Okay. Because he does sport. We know mm. that our children that are not, you know, in terms of they're not showing the academic excellence that yeah. these individuals expect them to be seen. And to be fair, we know that this is about teaching styles. Mm. Some children just learn very differently and yeah. whoever's teaching them may not be the right person or may not be doing it in the right way for them yeah. to understand. Mm. So when we say they're not actually academically there, um, it may just be it may just be a process that hasn't really like you know kicked off yet for them that's fine 
But in terms of the position that we're in, I do create and perform arts. Young people, young black people, young people of colour love performing arts. Young people of colour love sport. We not. I know what you're going to go on with. Go on, go I know on. what you're going to go on with. Go we on, are better on. than that. We know that. No, that's not what I was going to say. Before you start. <laughs> but my thing is, because we're in these subjects yeah. and because we strike very, very different relationships within these topics and within these subject areas, we're able to have discursive... Um, intimate, almost, should I say, in a way that other teachers, would you agree, other, other teachers don't have. I, I so get you. When, we, when we're talking about impact and we're talking about the institutional and we're talking about how we can make a difference mm-hmm. um, in terms of viewpoint of that individual, those, those set of children, or in terms of how like they're having arguments with this child, that children will come to me and say, oh, miss, I'm not talking to her because... Blah, blah, blah. Okay, what is this over? And I'll talk to them from a black woman to young black girls. You understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So yeah, so they can relate. Mm. And I know other teachers, other teachers aren't probably having those discussions with them. Or when boys are in the room and they're talking about a girl and I hear it and I'm like, come here, come sit down. And you're having that conversation as a mother, mm. as an auntie, as a teacher. Yes. Yes. Because I've got my young son. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So how he now views other girls or how he now views beauty or how he now views black women. Everything you see here, the bald head, everything you see here, the no nails, it's purposely thought out. Mm. The way how I look as an educator is important to me. I'm not saying get rid of the weaves. I'm not saying, you know, we all know about the protective hairstyles. We all know about, you know, our black women and why we do the way we do our hair. Yeah. But I think for me, it's important that I look a certain way. I act a certain way. I speak a certain way. I deal with the kids a certain way. Mm. Because they need to understand that everything you do is going to be stacked against you. Yeah. So I think in our positions, we have so much. I think almost, let's forget pastoral. Let's forget, let's forget people that are heads of years or whatever in pastoral. I think me and Giles are in a very, very pivotal position where we, we're almost, how can I put it, irresponsible mm-hmm. because of our subjects. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse. There's no excuse because we have all the time to do that. Yeah. Put on extracurricular provisions, football, whatever it may be, sports, you know the kids, you know the kids that you need to get in. Mm-hmm. In order to, for them to do that, they have to attend English, they have to be set in the grades, they have to be getting the grades, they have to be mm-hmm. talking to members of staff a certain way. Mm-hmm. Then they can join the, um, the football team. Mm-hmm. So do you understand what I'm saying? But you're creating yeah. sort of consequences yeah. for your well, actions this is it. And, yeah. and accountability this is it. This is for it. these kids, which they need. And, you know, kind of going sort of back to what you were saying in regards to education starting in the home. Yeah. You know, it's so important moving forward for these kids because some of the stuff that they're learning in the house translates into the classroom and which then makes your job much harder to try and deconstruct that type of behavior. Um, But in regards to it being institutionalized, it's such a, it's such a deep and complex topic because it starts from a long time Time ago, ago. you know what I mean? And those things have been put in place to keep certain minorities within a certain structured position, you know, of lesser power, you know, and and trying to break out of that is really difficult, you know, and 
as much as we can try and be the best at what we do, as you were mentioning as well earlier, Giles, as much as we can try and be the best at what we do, we almost hit a glass ceiling if we're within certain professions. And yes. we're, we're teaching our kids that, yeah. you know, for, for example, you know, academics is totally important. But I believe also that we have innate skills and abilities within us that are not sort of conventionally seen as great skills. Yeah. And those are the things that we might need to be teaching the kids that, you know, you don't have to necessarily do it that specific way. Mm-hmm. You know, there might be a smarter way to use your ability to yes. be able to do yes. X, Y, and yes. Z. And that's about learning, teaching styles. Mm, 100%. Yeah. I think, I think uh, well, the institutionalised issue, like you say, runs deep. Yeah. Government. Yeah. Yeah. The education the, the system above us, you know, yeah. the, 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 the class system, there's all mm. kinds of institutionalised issues. Yeah. What we have to look at is firstly, how do we educate? Mm-hmm. How do we build or rebuild what was there before? Mm. Because yes. let's not forget community was there. Yeah. Community was there and community was strong. Community was built. Community was here in the 50s. It was here in the 60s. And it was trampled on mm-hmm. by the institution because it was seen as disruptive. It was seen as a problem. Mm-hmm. And communities are still strong. Mm-hmm. If you look at the Somali community, it's huge and it's strong. If you look at the Asian community, it's huge and it's strong. Absolutely. If you look at some African communities, they've gone back to or they've still maintained the religion, the mm. routines, the mm-hmm. Saturday school, the yeah. Sunday school, mm-hmm. you know, after church, you go around auntie's house, you sit down, you eat. Where's all that gone? Yeah. Because yeah, if so that right. comes back and that is rebuilt, yeah. a lot of the systematic things that are in place to make us fail, mm. you ain't going to fail. Because yeah. Yeah. you're having mm-hmm. these conversations. Yeah. 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 You're watching the Super Saturday game with your uncle. You're not mm. on road. Yeah. 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 Or... You're, do, you're going seaside mm-hmm. in the summer, the coach trip, yeah, or the domino yeah, event, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. All them things have gone. Yeah, and that's where you're saying there's a gap. Definitely. There is a gap because yeah. the younger generation now, their community is, I'll stand around the chicken shop. Yeah. Okay? Now, if I'm standing around the chicken shop, mm. the institution itself is there to get me. Of course. 100%. I can tell you now, over the lockdown period, mm. I've been stopped by the police. Wow. I'm in my sports kit. I'm going to do a session, my baseball cap's on, it's eight in the morning, I'm going to school. I got stopped. Five officers get out, they get out of the car, they surround the car. Their first impression is, what's this guy doing at this time of morning? Mm. What does he look like? Seriously? Where are you going? Then, there's big questions, throwing questions at me. Once I say where I'm going, then pull out my staff badge, mm-hmm. the whole the conversation changed. changed. Absolutely. The one officer's still there trying to enforce Drive safe, drive safe. I'm driving along Woolworth Road. There's two cameras at least in it. So mm. I'm not driving, I'm not speeding. I'm mm. not, you can't overtake because it's traffic. Three weeks ago, four weeks ago, the traffic's there. Yeah. So where am I going? What's the issue? But because I'm panicking, because I'm like, I've got to go somewhere. Yeah. I'm not even asking him his badge or nothing because mm. you're, you're in that mindset of if I say something wrong. Yeah. And, on the, and this is ironic. On the driver's seat, I had a hammer, had a screwdriver, <laughs> like the day before I'm helping my, my partner out doing her decking and stuff mm. so if they really wanted to they yeah, could have yeah. gone in and I'm yeah, like yes. but because I stay calm 
Yes. So it's again going back to the institutions there to challenge you, mm. but the systems that have failed in our community need to be rebuilt yeah. to overcome the institution. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because the institution is just there. It's yeah. always been there. Oh, and it's always going to so be there. So exactly. when you see guys and they can look in America and they can see Jay-Z, let's not forget his journey. It, mm. weren't, it weren't even a straight journey. No. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No. So you've got to understand he's overcome it and now he can look at the institution mm. and say he's beat it. However... And try and influence the changes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. However, within education now, the institution is a problem mm. because I firmly believe no matter where whether we're in Scotland Ireland Wales whether we're up north whether in the Midlands there is always going to be a, a ethnic minority community mm-hmm. and when they go into that school does that school represent society now mm. and I'm talking staff mm-hmm. I'm talking the diet I'm talking the, the senior management, I'm talking everything. Because if you don't have a holistic senior it's management, yeah. it can't work. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, as we said, we have friends who are in another school, which incidentally I worked in. Mm-hmm. I thought coming to London, that school was my saviour. I thought, yes, now I'm going to really fly up because of the name, because of the establishment. Mm. It's only over lockdown where I've, where I've gone into detail and looked at, right, do you know where this school comes from? Do you know who actually put this school in place? Mm-hmm. The same as Mr. Colston. It's the same type of man yep. who built those wow. schools for what he then said was disadvantaged boys. Yeah. Now, I get it. Time's evolved. So the government will say, we're going to serve the community. We're going to make it into an academy, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. However, it still has elitist values. Yeah. It still has elitist pathways which isn't serving that community, mm. which is causing an issue. Yeah. And the issue is a percentage of that student is still failing. Mm. A percentage of that student, unfortunately, is black and it's male. Yeah. Why is that? Because you haven't got no one at senior management that is really concerned about that. Because when someone's concerned about that, you can look them up and see what did they do before they went into that role? Mm. What was their energy? What yeah. were they doing? Mm-hmm. Some people fall into those roles where they're in charge of behaviour mm-hmm. or in charge of people development and they have no real interest. Mm-hmm. And this is the issue. A lot of people use that role as a chance to go up the ladder and go into leadership. Yeah. But you, our, our job isn't about money. Yeah. It's a vacation. It's a, it's, a, it's a vocational thing where you basically say, I'm doing this to make a change, a change in yeah. and have an impact. Yeah. And what I experience, I don't want them to experience. Mm. I want them to have better. Yeah. Yeah. And that isn't happening. Yeah. So the institutional issue of, if I look at a child and I'm a white middle-class teacher and I have institutionalised views, unfortunately, that's then going to come out in the classroom, even if I don't even feel I'm like that. Yeah. So it's yeah. like I say... That student over there, he's always disrupting my lessons. How about ring the parent, understand the background, understand Mm. the whole journey. The school I'm in now, I've gone out and we're delivering uh, meals out to the families where where they're disadvantaged. Mm. And for me, again, that was humbling because I'm seeing where they're living. Mm. I'm understanding. So again... My whole approach to that student's going to change. Good course. Yeah. Even though... Because you've got better yeah. understanding. Right. Exactly. But yeah. even though I've still got that approach anyway, I'm going to do even more. Because mm. I know 
When I see you in your smart uniform, which is what everyone sees, mm. smart, you don't know what's going on at home. Of course. So when they come in and you expect, why haven't you got your book? You're a problem. You're unorganised. No. Yeah. Understand. Yeah. Understand. You have to delve deeper. And yeah. also, the other issue is, the institutional thing is, is if you're a black teacher and you might, you might behave in a certain way. So I feel, you know, schools have behaviour systems. But I feel the best way to behave is to model. So if I speak to you in a certain way and I approach you in a certain way, and I've seen it in Faye, you know, that's how I expect you to be. So for me, line up, follow rules, get on with it, done, smile, integrate, whatever. But the minute you start to drop those things and you start to be relaxed and that, mm-hmm. the students go relaxed. Of course. Yeah. So, so the institution is setting them up to fail because the institution is basically saying, the minute they slip... Yeah, that's it. Right, that's a mark, that's a mark. How about the conversation as to why you've slipped? Mm. Yeah. How about the rehabilitation as to why? It's not allowing that. And then when you look, when they leave school, the system's there for you, isn't it? We'll allow you to slip. We'll allow you to catch you. We'll wait and let you do what you're saying. And then when you slip, you're gone. You know what I mean? And this is my point, like, you know, unfortunately, there is no... Super solution at the moment, but I do think that our roles, mm-hmm. the conversations we're having here, the wider community, you know, yeah. as as a collective, we need to write that collective letter. Mm. You need to go to yeah. Boris. You need yeah. to make him feel uncomfortable. Yeah. You need to say to him, in South London, we need to build hubs. I need to build how much houses. You need yeah. to build a hub. And that hub can utilise the skills of the mentors and the role models that are in the community mm-hmm. now to rebuild that community that you're saying that the police can't cope with yeah. or you're saying that are unemployed because you've got skilled, powerful individuals yeah. mm. who, if, the, the who if funded or even yeah. for free, mm. they will give up their time to make that change. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they're hurting because what's happened is people have woke up again because they've seen a black man get abused by the police in America. Mm. Two weeks before, one gets shot because he's going for a job. But you're not hearing about how many other things are happening over here. Mm-hmm. How many people are dying in custody, etc. Because yeah. of the institutional problem. That's right, yeah. yeah. You know? So, if everyone says there's nothing can be done, the biggest thing that can be done is educated community members need to go to the higher powers and they need to articulate what they want to be done yeah. and structure with a programme how they deliver it. Yeah. Because yeah. In, in less developed countries, it's there. Yeah. It's there. Because yeah. I think that's the thing, isn't it? In less like, developed countries, they have it. Yeah. But because now, going back to what we had and what you had as a youngster, like, mm. why am I not worried about a team now? Down the road, I'm not bothered. Mm. Because he's all right. So we'll shut our door. That yeah. can't happen. Yeah. yeah. you're closing yeah. the door to the community. Yeah. Yeah. You are. Yeah. And the next generation will lose out. If mm. the gap seat's getting yeah, bigger, bigger, then it's just going to get worse. It's going to yeah. diminish. Yeah, yeah it's going to diminish. Because yeah. I agree diminish. with you in regards to like, that the, com- the, the, the community has broken down you know I remember see I'm a 70s baby so growing up growing up in the in the 80s and in the 90s yeah. there was always something for kids to do not just yeah, black kids this is you know yeah. not just black kids Everyone. but there was always Everyone. something community to do. Yes. so community. you know yeah. we would be down the community centre yeah. learning or playing football or just engaging with our friends you mm-hmm. know what I mean of 
different yeah. cultures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the way we engaged with each other was totally different. But yeah. as I've kind of, you know, you've seen it, there's just nothing there. Yeah. So where are these kids now supposed to go? The institution you know has allowed mean? it. The institution... Yeah. It's almost like a plan. The institution will give you the distractions. So it'll put the phone on discount. So the parents yeah. will give them the phone. Yep. That's what keeps just that for students, peace. Just for yeah, peace. That's what yeah. keeps them. Yeah. That's what keeps them controlled because yeah. they're on their phone. Then you'll look at like the institution will sell the cheap food, so they'll go and eat that, and then yeah. they're hyperactive, and then they do something stupid. It's mm. all the same problem. Hundred percent. I remember it's, like when when I was growing up, it's like um our youth club. Um, there was a <laughs> table tennis teacher called Mick. Mm. Um, I'm 45, and I still remember this guy. <laughs> and um. He would, he would like, he played for England and stuff, and he was training us to play for um in yeah. competitions and stuff, mm. and te- buying us like Dunlop rackets and stuff. Yeah. To, in them days, it cost us twenty pound, but it was like, mm. why buy this for me? Why you do this for me for? Mm. He's like, you're, you're great, you can do this. And I remember playing in competitions, and getting further and further and further, and just little things like that. I think it made me believe that I can be something else apart yeah. from something more. Just, yeah. just this, this cog in in, in the wheel, you know, mm. and. Um, kind of going back to what you said I think that that's kind of missing but it's also if you take it to another level it's probably because they don't get funding from from the government yeah, it's, it's been you know? yeah. but yeah. that that for me it kept me out of trouble yes because I could see myself getting week on week better better better, yeah, better. and I was like yeah. I'm on it I want it and I'd be, I was beating <laughs> yeah. like, it's beating Chinese yeah, 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 these yeah, Chinese yeah, yeah, guys yeah, yeah. were wicked yeah, 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 yeah. I was beating them yeah, course, and I was like wow like this guy was teaching me and yeah. it, it, seriously if we, if that wasn't there I would end up thinking I wonder what would be like if I do this or do that do that or well, I'm hanging out with that guy and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know what I mean it's almost when like, my parents say to me don't touch your oven door because it's hot mm. if my mum said don't hang around with that boy because he's, he's, he's no good mm. I might be like after school like, come come out come out come out my bag or something <laughs> yeah. I might have went and had a cigarette yeah, 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 you never yeah, know but yeah. because I had the youth club and the table tennis I was yeah. like what am I going to go and smoke with this yeah what am I going to go smoke with this kid for when I want to beat this 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 top level guy at the table tennis it was just like it took me away from it and yeah, it's just deep, man. And, and with the institutionalised side of it and systematic side of it, it's almost like a, a, a deeper thought process because why have you taken these things away? You know what I mean? And what is it that you're trying to create? Because th- usually the outcome is these kids become dysfunctional within school mm. and then they end up in a dysfunctional environment, environment which leads yeah. them into dysfunction and criminality and leads them into institutionalised jails. So what what is, you know, I kind of always think to myself, well, what is the bigger picture? What was the plan? Is, you know, are we living just in a different style of slavery? You know what I mean? Is it, are we doing, are these things being done to make sure that they end up in jail so they can work for free and do the, the you, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, look at, yeah. well, look at, look at it like, like what we said. Look at, look at what Faye's saying. We work in the institution. We work in mm. a, what I call is a state system. Yeah. Academy is a state system. Yeah. But however, you have the private school system. Mm-hmm. You have the grammar school system. Yeah. You have different pathways to get to what they say mm-hmm. is the right pathway yeah. to education. Now, how many students, when you add it all up and you look at the data that comes out, how many of them get there? Yeah, not many. Because I'll be honest, like when I was in school, mm-hmm. I was nowhere near that pathway. Yeah. It's only when I left school and I yeah. was and I was and I was pushed by the right individual and, yeah. and the right like that, and, in, you know? and in the right circle, I got to where I needed to get. Yeah, hundred percent. So how many students actually get there? How many students fall off that side? Mm. And and education at the moment, 
only allows a certain type of student to succeed because mm. they've made it more difficult. Yeah. You know, the new GCSE system oh is more difficult. Really? Wow. Yeah. When people talk about BTEC national diplomas, they are there for what they say are students who might not be as academically on the same profile, but can still achieve. Mm. I do agree with that. And I do feel vocation is ideal because mm. I did that. I yeah. did a BTEC at, at sixth form level. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that should be in a much earlier. The vocational pathway should be introduced again at an earlier stage. Yeah. I'm talking yeah. 13, 14. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because... Mm. Again, why do they get lost in that system? When I come up from primary school and I'm that little sponge who's used to one teacher, used to one little environment, and I come into this big school. Mm. Now, within every large environment, there is a bad egg, a good egg, what else? Yeah. And mm. where do they then pick up those habits? How do they get into those pathways? Yeah. Because if I've had a bad day in work, I want to go gym, I want to go for a run, I want to cycle, I want to... Get something out of my system. Yeah, yeah. How does a kid get that out of yeah, the system? Yeah, yeah. If they don't, if they haven't got sport, mm. or they haven't got music, so or they true. haven't got a pathway, yeah. other than their phone, an outlet, yeah, or yeah. the tunes, and they're listening to certain music that's mm. in their head that ain't good. Yeah, yeah. yeah? What do they do? Yeah. So they're lost and they're walking around, and then there's influencers, unfortunately, in of the community course. that are influencing. Mm. Then there's the system that will set them up. There's all these challenges. Barriers. And yeah. barriers, yeah. which go back to what you said, you had a pathway. Yeah. You had a channel and you were driven to yeah. that. Yeah. You know when you're driving home after school, you see boys with their little... Yeah. I love it when I see it when they've got their sliders, their bag. They're going training. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a buzz for me because yeah. I know they're on it. They ain't going to get They're there. going somewhere. They're going yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But then you see kids who are just on the road. Yeah. To all time and night. Outside the I'm like, yeah, yeah. If that was me, my mum's looking for me. Yeah, but this is, goes yeah. back again to what <laughs> you were saying. But like, that goes, yeah. it goes back to what you right. were saying yeah. about the community. And yeah, before, absolutely. If I was on the road and, and, and my auntie's here, yeah. yeah. oh, mate, that's worse. <laughs> it was someone worth else in you. Yeah. It's, it's like bringing shame on the thing. It just wasn't worth it. You're finished. Yeah, it wasn't worth it. So, again, where's that gone? The approach where we can't actually, we can't even go and speak to them. No. Can I just say yeah. something to interject? Everything that everyone's just said, everything that yeah. everyone's put on the table, this now goes into mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I know <laughs> you're like, oh my god, here we yeah. go now. Yeah. But it's an issue, and 100%. it's an issue for young boys because obviously, if they had nothing to do, and they find other means to release that stress yeah. or that anxiety or that you know, not feeling like they belong or they have no self-worth, they're turning to whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. They're then probably experiencing, or not experiencing, experimenting with substances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if they're not clued up on these substances or they're, you know, or people aren't having these conversations about, no one's not saying you can't try something, mm-hmm. but you need to know what you're trying. And it's yeah. about who you're trying it with and when you're trying it. Because the reality is you cannot stop your child from going down the road to smoke a cigarette or they might smoke some, you know, some marijuana or whatever. That's a part of that, that, that youth that stage of, yeah, of trying and experimenting. We understand they go through that. But when it goes down the cycle of they're doing it, they're doing it with the wrong people, they keep on doing it. Now they've got psychosis. Now they've got the mental health. Now they're having these mad breakouts of anger in school. It's just a consistent yeah. 
cycle, it needs to stop. Mm. So I think mental health is the next issue. Yeah, definitely. If this doesn't, you know, if, if, if we don't fix this solution. Definitely. Okay, we're going to have a quick break here. You know, this topic is, it's just got so many layers. So um, we're going to have a quick break and we'll be back in a minute. Cool. Welcome back to part two. Um, yeah, so Reggie, you were just saying something I think is really interesting. So um, I'm going <laughs> to pass you on straight away. I was just thinking that do you find that within the education system and definitely within the policing um, system that the education isn't enough because some teachers or some police officers are being brought in from areas way outside of London to come and police or to come and teach in that environment, you know, because they don't have an understanding of the community. So the way they deal with the children, the way they deal with people on the street, if they're policing them, isn't in line with what the the normal community would be. Yeah. So it may be harsher to those people. I'm going to speak on an experience that Mm. happened with one of my PE classes. Um, Year eight group, young boy. And like you're saying, these policemen came in and they were doing like a rugby program. Mm. And I don't know if you've had any of that Mm -hmm. at your school. Um, And the one that was delivering, say like, like you've got the kids that play up and you know your kids and you just give them the heads up. Okay, Mm. so we're going to have this session, you know, if you feel that you're going to be distracted, just sit on that table there. Don't mm. sit next to your friends. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. I had to talk with the student. He wasn't... He, I just think he was having a bad day that day as yeah. well. But went into class and everything was fine. A question was asked. You've got to remember, once again, the experience that our young people have with the police mm-hmm. and what they understand. Mm-hmm. And not just their experiences because they were asking the kids questions. And a lot of them mentioned the experiences of elders... Yeah. Like so things that they've heard from parents, aunties, uncles, mm. brothers, sisters. And it was interesting because you're like, okay, so some of it was and I think that young boy in particular was saying that he got stopped. He's young, mm-hmm. but he was stopped with his older cousin. Mm. And when this happened, I think they were talking on an experience and whatever, and that was that. It kind of progressed. And I think he, I think the boy started being silly or he's playing up and I was trying to get his attention to be like, you know, calm down. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the policeman that was actually taking the session just like, it was a, the bellow. It was rage. But the rage. Yeah, it was rage. And I said, there it is. Mm. That's it. Because the topics that we were talking about, because we were talking about combat sports, rugby, mm. you know, how we can, whatever they were saying. But how he responded to the behaviour, I was saying, that's what he's talking about. Yeah. That's, that's what they're talking about. And if you can't even deal with, and you could tell he was so, you know, like you got it out and then it's and the after. The news the after, yeah. No, but the after, you know, like you shock yourself. Mm. He shocked himself. Yeah. Then you get an air of embarrassment. And I, was, I remember the feeling because all the kids, the kids jumped and I jumped. Mm. And then I looked at the students and Ooh. I kind of took him out. I took him outside because at this point he was just, 
Yeah. But like, and this I is wanted where the to cry. Comes and from. this was the trauma. And I was thinking to myself, so I told, I told the head of department for being, and I told him I didn't like it. Mm. I didn't like it because this is what our young people are battling with. And automatically you've come in and you've just displayed that same behaviour yeah. that we're talking about. Yeah. And how he dealt, yeah, they're not teachers. Mm. And this is my problem. They don't have to deal with that type mm. of behaviour. Yeah. So if they're not learning how to deal with our young people in this kind of way, mm. how are they dealing with them on, on the, the road? Exactly. I know. But the thing is, it goes to the back to even now, if I get stopped, I'm thinking, shucks, have I got something on me? Have I got something in my car? Oh my God. And if I, if I see police behind me, I'm thinking, oh, hurry up and go, hurry up and go. Because I'm thinking, have I... And I'm, I'm a... I'm a, I'm a the most law-abiding citizen you could ever get. But I'm still thinking to myself, shucks, did I leave? Yeah. Did I leave what? Because you're got... thinking back to like when you were 15 and yeah. you got stopped. Yeah. So yeah. in your mind, it's already like, oh my God, police is behind sure. me. And it, it, again, that's taken years of me mentally just rejigging that I don't care if you're behind me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know I haven't done anything wrong. But, you know when, I, when, yeah, yeah, but yeah. when I engage with you, I'm not angry. Yeah. I'm not coming at you in a, from an angry perspective. I just want to know why you actually stopped me. Yeah. You know what I mean? But again, this is education. Like, yeah. we as black people, we have to teach our kids from a very early age how to try and navigate and deal with police. You know, when really you shouldn't necessarily have to. Because, you know, I might be derogatory, but Tommy down the road mm. is not going to have that same conversation with mm. his parent yeah. about having to deal with police. Yeah. You know, he'll just be like, mm, it's just normal. Whereas our kids... That's sad that we, we have to engage to, in yeah, that yeah, yeah. Yeah. conversation and almost dumb ourselves down. Or, well, not even dumb ourselves down, make ourselves small because we because can't just be, be our normal Because otherwise you'll be being aggressive. Yes. Excuse me, so you're being aggressive. Yeah. Can you calm down? I'm not in summer talk. You're being aggressive, and next thing you know, you're in handcuffs. Yeah, yeah. So you, goes, yeah, you're right. You, you have to. Yeah. So can you imagine if to... they were able to carry guns? Well, I, I beg, you, I, that, I, I dread to think. Can you imagine that kind it. of? Mm. It goes back to the mentality of what we said earlier of when you're younger, our generation, and before the first, what I call the original generation, mm. yeah, were educated at home yeah and in school yeah so you were educated at home mm-hmm. by you were read to at home mm-hmm. yeah. i mean you had skills yeah before you went into school and even if you didn't have skills your grandma gave you skills yeah yeah, yeah someone yeah. else gave you skills yeah and then you had the power to go into the school and be on a level yeah i can 100 percent say now that isn't the case mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I can see parents now, unfortunately, when they come into school, that they're looking for me to give them that child more than more than teaching you. Yeah, You're looking yeah. for me to save that Absolutely, child. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, because they Which haven't got the skills to do that. Now then, that then goes back to that child will then have, unfortunately, some of them have an unruly behaviour mm. that a six foot four black male to them is, I don't care. Yeah. That's their attitude. Yeah. So, so you then have to have a conversation where you explain to them, but I'm here to teach you. I don't care what you're saying. Mm. My job's to teach you. Yeah. And then when you start to understand that I'm here to teach you and I'm not a threat, mm. then you'll start to understand what I'm trying yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the conversation you have to have with yeah, someone. Yeah, yeah. Now, once you earn that respect of that child, anything can be possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, the police do not have the time. No. Nope. The, the, the approaches 
and the, and the education or resources to do that. Mm. Some police are the nicest people you'll meet. 100%. Yeah? Some police, it's a job to them. And like what people say, if anyone asks who's the biggest gang out there, people will say it's the police. Of course it is. Because mm. the police is an institution. Mm. And in any institution, there are individuals within there who are grooming and controlling the next one of them. Yeah. The next one of them. So when they have forums, when they have conversations, that changing room banter that you have with your friend, that's happening. Yeah. And then when you go out onto the beat, you could be with the good police officer, mm. but you're going to corrupt them. Yeah. Now, it's not that blatant, but it's there. And it hasn't mm. changed. It hasn't changed. Mm. It hasn't changed because hasn't what changed. we're seeing now is... An uprising of young black men and young mm. black women. Yeah. Yeah. A serious uprising. The issue that the nation has is those same young black men and young black women are now friends of white, Asian. They're a community. Yeah. And they're saying, well, when I was in school, I haven't experienced that. So why is he experiencing it? When I go for a job, I'm, so that's not fair. Mm. They're being open about things. Yeah. Now the police have to look at themselves. And you mentioned what, what Mentivity are doing. They have, there's so many examples of law-abiding black men that are stopped. Mm. And if they haven't got the skill to record it and challenge it, then what happens? Yeah. But it's powerful what they're doing, going into the police and educating them. Educate them. But still, when you ask that difficult question of, when you see a young black man hood up, walking down the street, mm. what do you think? Yeah. That's, if you ask yeah, what do yeah. you think or when you see a young black male on a BMX acting a certain way what do you think mm. then you've got to see that there's an issue yeah. because if we then spin that and then say to a young English teacher or maths teacher or technology teacher say the same yeah. thing. who isn't from this area where there's a, a population that's high of young yeah. black men when you come into class and the class is predominantly black mm. How do you feel? Yeah. When they start to yeah. get loud, Sad. and I see, I love it when they're yeah. like, yo, and I love that's that. You know why I love that? Because that's yeah. me. And they're engaged. Right. Though, they're, yeah. they're not being naughty. That's, mm. When they hear something funny and it erupts, yeah? Yeah. yeah. I've got to wait two minutes because inside I'm in stitches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you've also got to understand that is their culture. Yeah. And this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Some things are innate in our DNA. So if we, yeah. You know so what if I mean? we went to Greece, you can't. So if we went to Greece and a kid chucked a plate on the floor, are you going to say that's wrong? Because that's his culture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But you're not good. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But because they're doing it here, mm. it's wrong. I often no. feel as if there's so, one so, rule for, for one. It is. And another rule for, it, yeah, for it another, 100% is. Yeah. Like what you were talking about earlier in regards to, you know, us being naturally kind of good at sport and mm. dance and, you know, it's in us. Mm. You know, mm. that's come from... That's how we used to celebrate. That's how we talk. That's how we talk. That's how we celebrate. That's how we disciplined yeah, yeah, you know yeah. all of these things are in our dna and it's hard to take that out of us you know but we always feel that we can't necessarily be that way no. because stifled it, well because it makes other people, people feel uncomfortable, uncomfortable. Oh, yeah you know we're used to being loud but you know we're loud in our music but you you love our music but you don't ah. love me you get what i'm trying to yeah, say yeah yeah Greek. do you know what as well it's it's like you said, it's it's in us, it's innate, it's expression. Mm. Mm. And I think expression is a black thing. 
it's just a black thing. And even though we, we want our kids, I don't want you, I'd be oh, the, next, the next young boy to be the best footballer. Of, yeah. sort of. No, I want him to have choice. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I want him to be f- like rounded and everything. Free to do whatever you want to do. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So I do also hear, yeah, but you know what? They always want to drag in the black boys in the sport or the mm. girls in the sport or the dancing or the singing or the drama. But if that's, that's if your purpose and that's your calling, that's your purpose and that's your calling. Yeah. And you can't, you can't, whether you believe in God or not, but you can't try and, people that don't walk in their purpose, because I can't put it in the, <laughs> this I like this one. God will make you walk around. To get there. 10 times, if he has to, 15 times. Yeah. But until you step into that purpose, you're going to keep going round. And I think that is, that's that's almost that education system for me. But in, yeah. in the education system, and this is kind of where I was thinking earlier, um, because academia is seen as sort yeah. of the, 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 the benchmark yeah. Yeah. of education. Exactly. Kids are growing up not using their own sort of talent, you know? Yeah. Some, but that's, but that's going back to, going back to what we said. Is yeah. academia... Academia is for, for anyone. Yeah. Anyone, anyone can be academic. Yeah. yeah. Anyone can realistically, especially with the with the likes of the internet now, you can self-teach. Exactly. Yeah. You, you can self-learn. 100%. Mm. And academia is something that's put in place by the system to channel... To cap. And and basically control what's yeah. going to happen next. Yeah. So, for instance, they know already within the next 10 years, who is able to be employed, mm. who is possibly going to be unemployed, and who's potentially yeah. also going to be a criminal. Yeah. Because the data that they have, where you're seeing the behaviour of a child, mm. that doesn't just disappear, because yeah. the police are aware of the looked after and cared students, the police are aware of the most disruptive students, because mm. community police come into yeah. school and work with those students. Mm-hmm. And... We have mentors that are there to engage with those students and hopefully get them on the right track. However, yeah. if it doesn't work, the system of academia mm-hmm. pushes them out. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. should it be this institution that says you have to pay thousands of pounds to get this certificate to get there? Are they ready for that yet? Mm. Mm-hmm. Or should it be that you have an education system that is both academic mm-hmm. And something where I go back to again, vocational, vocational. where yeah. you build your skills. Yeah. Where's mm. the skills gone? Yeah. Where is the skill-based learning that students used to have? Mm. Why is it the British system so so When you look in France where they don't have the big GCSE system, they have an open way of learning. Yeah. Why is it so dated yeah. and so pressurised that Boy, I remember when I was 15, 16, I weren't bothered about GCSEs. Mm. Neither was I. Because I was worried about what I'm going to do on the sports field. That's mm. all I wanted to do. Yeah. The same as an artist. Yeah. The same as it, right? So all for me, art dancing. That's I, didn't, I, I, didn't want, I didn't want all that pressure. And to mm. be honest, that is why a lot of boys struggle. Yeah. Period. And yeah. Because they're not, mature, well. they're not mature they yet. It's still kids. Yeah, it's, yeah. Only, it's only when you look at it, like when you start looking at it in the last six months before they finish mm. and they start to turn a leaf mm. and they start to really focus and they come in early in the morning for the interventions yeah, yeah. you start to see this different young man or mm. different young woman but then they're gone and then they're judged on one grade yeah. 
And then that one grade determines whether you go to the college or stay in the sixth form mm. and then your influences start to kick in. That's right. Because if you're in the wrong if you're in that wrong influence group, mm. you know what's gonna happen, innit? Yeah. So what needs to be in place is a more holistic approach. Yeah. A more flexible pathway. Yeah. And the government have to look at themselves. This mm. current government, yeah. there is not enough out there for young people to utilize, to exercise and develop. Mm. So if you say to a young student, even if you leave school at 16, there are so many businesses out there looking to give you a type of scholarship or type of apprenticeship or type of pathway that if you follow the same rules of school, so you're gonna continue coming in smart or you're gonna go to work in overalls, you're gonna learn these skills. How powerful would that be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It engages their mind, doesn't it? Straight away. You're in the city. You're Mm. in London. Mm. So when you wake up in South and you can see the city out your window, do you aspire to that? Is that what... Or do you aspire to something else? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what's there? Yeah. Do you know how much some guys are earning? When you see how much they earn legitimately... No, but I think that's the issue. I'm not going to highlight that. I had a group of... You spot me up. You me up. Yeah. Yeah. When they see it, like, do you realise what's around you? This is it. Because I, they, they don't. They don't know. You know what? those little career days? Because they're in... No, 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 no. just said I never been No, no, no. No, it's When true, you look though. out the window, what can you see? It's true. The when you see the shard, yeah. that's what's in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you, when you see... You know what I mean? Yeah, but how many... And that's the big... And they don't get to experience. Like I said, I didn't grow up in London. Yeah. I see fields and yeah, yeah. Mm. because it's a market town yeah and i saw my dad working two till ten or six till two mm-hmm. long hours you'd see your parents between different slots i'm like i like i like my time mm. so to have to have holidays and, and have my own time and be able to be flexible mm-hmm. i infuse about yeah. yeah and it's not for the money for me it's something that i love and i'm still doing sports and i enjoy it yeah however I've got friends when I was in school, they were smarter than the teacher. I swear, they, the maths and, mm. but what are they doing now? Yeah. Because they didn't aspire, they didn't know what they could do yeah, with their yeah. skills. And I think yeah. that's so important they as don't well. don't know. And, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, you know, I've got young people that I'm aware of now that, like you say, have that entrepreneur mindset. Probably they will hustle. You. you know what I mean? Some, you know what I mean? Summer holidays, Some they're like, I'll wash a car. I'll make this. They'll hustle. I'll do that. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I'll honestly say, like, there are some young people out there. If if Lord Sugar got hold of them, yeah, yeah, they they yeah, they'd fly. They'd fly. They'd fly. Because if you that, like, I'm in lessons. Show. Yeah, I'm in lessons, and something happens with the whiteboard, and I'm like, I'll call a kid. I'm in second. My Fixed lessons turn up. Like, yeah. it looks amazing because they're just on it. Yeah, and it's like, wow. Now, imagine them being in charge of that. Mm. Or imagine them having the voice. The yeah. people voice thing in schools is not there anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're even even like the prefect system, all that is gone. They're not mm. they're not seeing what they could be. All they hear is A start to see the old system. Grade nine and it So has it just become a numbers thing? It's a mental for me it's a mental it's a mental issue. Right. I wouldn't say my school has that approach mm. because it's aware of the community and, and, and the head does a lot to sort of like make the curriculum more flexible. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah. he's a he's a what I call a forward thinking head teacher. Yeah. But he's only part of the system, as in he's controlled by the CEO, and he's controlled by Ofsted, or he's controlled by the DFE. The DFE. Who's in the DFE that's thinking about us? And this is who's who's in the DFE. You do you know where the DFE is based? Right by, right right near the House of Commons. Yeah, yeah. it's a mad building. Yeah, I think who works And there's in not there? many of us who are going to be in, in there. Who's and that's thinking part about of the problem? Right, you know what I mean. Who's so, in there making those things? Which leads back to, for example, it's a problem. systematic problem with um yeah. what's going on at the moment. I I watched that um Preeti Patel yeah. interview. Oh. And you know, <laughs> well, Preeti Patel, and then uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, what's the other guy's name that got interviewed the other day? And he got asked a direct question. Rand, about, um, I don't know how about many Bane, Bane, Dom- yeah, yeah, Dominic, yeah, Dominic Rupp, Dominic Rupp, how many you know, black people are in your cabinet? Yeah, and this is the problem in the positions, he it Bane. Yeah, 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 I just in the like positions, I know, I, hate I know, I hate it. It. In the positions of power. Or well, or influence. I won't even say influence. There's not many of us in these positions. So when we're t- when we're dealing with situations with, yeah, me, you know what I mean. It, it they can't deal with it because they don't understand it. But for me, like, I don't want it to be political. But there's a strong man in the House of Commons. David Lamb is a strong guy. When yeah. I, when, yeah. when this guy talks, absolutely. Passionate. He he. Yeah. I get goose pimples. Yeah. Because he's passionate. He's mm-hmm. articulate. Yeah. And he knows his history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Now he's a Labour guy, and I can remember when I was younger, guys like Bernie Grant. Yeah. But I can also mm-hmm. remember Diane Abbott. She mm-hmm. was the first. Yeah. But yet now that woman gets mocked. Yeah. She gets mocked and she gets ridiculed and mm-hmm. there's memes on her. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, she was a black woman, trying to make a change. change yeah. Mm-hmm. And what we're saying about positions of influence. Mr. Obama was in a position of influence mm-hmm. and he made change, but he was still controlled. Yes, because he was system. Yeah, he was still controlled. So yeah. what we have to think of again is, is like being flexible within the system, is stretching the system so that it meets the needs of the areas, yeah, the community, the, the community. because yeah. Yeah. I think, okay, Mr. Lammy serves Hackney, yeah? And that area, that's where he's from, Tottenham. Yeah. Okay, that's only one. Mm. Exactly. What about Brixton? Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. what about Croydon? Or do you yeah. know what I mean who's serving? Yeah. yeah. Who's in those places that are making those changes and then going to challenge Boris? Mm. Because it's not that he can't change. He can change because he just wants to be the man at the top. Yeah. He wants to be the big fish. He ain't really got the sense. You can see, he's controlled by someone. <laughs> yeah. Right. But he needs he needs people <laughs> of influence to come in and say to him blah 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 yeah. X Y and Z which isn't happening mm. yeah but academia academia has to change I, I totally because agree if you're going to change the English education system and say yeah. we're going to make it more diverse which is what if you go on all the forums now mm. on Twitter a lot of head teachers feel yeah. bad right like mm. they, they feel bad like you can see it and yeah. they're trying mm-hmm. but you're at secondary level what about primary level? What about when they first come in? And that's where it's. And then, yeah. how, when you're doing it at that level, how are you going to change it? How yeah. you how are you actually are you going to bring the community in? Yeah. Are you going to take them out into the community? Are they going to have time to actually understand? Mm-hmm. And then once that starts to happen, then what happens next? Because when you're saying about great leaders or great people from the black community, a lot of them didn't come through academia. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. And the ones who did get through academia, do you know their journey? Mm. Do you know how hard it was for them to get there? Yeah. So we have to paint the realistic picture and, and give more opportunities. You know, Oxford and Cambridge provide scholarships for young black um, or ethnic minority students who get a certain pathway or a certain grade. Mm. That's not enough. Mm-hmm. So do you That's think not that, enough. Do you think that there should be a, a black-led school? I personally feel if you had... It's not, can you have a black men school? Because there are black head teachers. teachers out there. Black men. Not, there not, are black not, head not, teachers. Well, maybe that's the wrong question. The whole Should we have a black school? In the same way, you know, you have a Muslim school, you have a Jewish school. You have Muslim schools and you have Jewish schools. You know what I mean? Is for, there... me, for me, to have a black school is watering down the system. Okay. A student needs to benefit from everything. So if you have a Muslim school, yeah. they are getting funding galore. Mm. A Jewish school... Heaps yeah. of funding, and there's not many of them. Yeah. When you look at the culture and the background of black people, how long they've been in the UK, mm. and what we've given to the empire and built in this country. Phenomenal. Why yeah. is there no representation of that second generation who are educated, who are, who are part of the national curriculum? Why are they now not in positions to influence the next stage? You don't need a black school. You need black influencers and and you need black leaders. Then when you have black leaders, then the youngest children will look at that head teacher and think, wait a minute. And that's why I'm still very much like the system is set up so that this is not going to happen. It will happen. You know what I mean? It will happen, but you've got to look at the numbers. It's got to change. There's, there's, I I know there's only 1%. Yeah. 1% of head teachers in British schools are represented by black mm. head teachers. I think oh, in terms of, are they male, are they female? There's more, yeah, there's more, there's more so black changed. females. I think there's more black yeah. females. Because my cousin was Those, a super head. Yeah. And he got brought into a school in um, Walthamstow, I think it was Walthamstow, mm-hmm. um, to come and turn around this school. But again, speaking to him sometimes and finding that the pitfalls that he's had to go through and the barriers he's had to go through in order to kind of try and change the school. And he did change the school because he won headmaster of the year. And but the battle that he had almost almost made him disillusioned with the whole education system. And he pulled himself out. You've hit the nail on the head because... How many black leadership courses have I been on? Probably four. Mm. This, this is and the problem, isn't it? They call it, they call it the cliffhanger school. The school that's about to just finish. Exactly. special measures. That's what black they put you yeah. yeah. on. Yeah. Because you know what? You're set up to fail. Exactly, yeah. You're going you're gonna to go in there. You mm. might make some quick wins, but yeah. you ain't going to do the, the most. Mm. Put me in Eton then. Or put me in, in the, the big private schools. They're not going to give you no, that chance. You know what they'll say? Your skills don't really suit this school. Or maybe mm. you need to do this course. Yeah. And There's an issue... You are only going to get put in certain areas. Yeah. Now, what what needs to happen and is happening, like, there are groups out there where there are black head teachers who are leading WhatsApp groups or forums and there are young black men who are part of those groups, but there's an issue in there within that as well. Mm. And I've said this, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Is that some of the men within those groups feel threatened by the next generation mm-hmm. coming up. Mm-hmm. So... I can say I've tried to be part of these groups and haven't been given the communication lines or the mentoring that mm. I should get because yeah. they're looking after who they want to look after to come and work with them. Mm. Right. That's wrong. 
That's another black oh, man facing the same issues that we had when we were younger. That's the next issue. A black man, yeah, yeah, yeah. a black man against that's a black man. That should be yeah. crabs in the bucket. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When realistically, what should be happening is that it should be funneled. All these black leaders who are male should be coming together and they're BAME communities, they're BAME websites, but they're not black head teacher. Black. Yeah, black. They're not, yeah. yeah, because there's a difference. An Asian experience in education hasn't changed mm. because, like I said before, their culture has really not changed. They've really enforced Absolutely. education is the way forward. I played cricket with some boys who should have gone on and played professional cricket. Yeah. They hit 16, the parents said, you've got to be a doctor, you've got to be this. That's it. Mm. Got to stop playing cricket. Now, where is the black um, um, leaders speaking to other black leaders and encouraging and, and basically even recruiting? Mm. And, and and grooming or, or, or preparing them for the next stage, mm. you know, who can then say, right, the next person that's going to fill is going to be this person. Mm. Because when you look in, when you look in um, schools, you can see how some leaders are preparing the next leader. Mm. You know, I can see in my school, there's a black deputy head and she's good. Mm. And she could be the head. But that's not the representation in other schools. Yeah. And equally, our school's in a challenging area. So is she really going to get the props and the opportunities she should get? Why does she have to go there first mm. before she gets the outstanding or whatever yeah. type of school? Yeah. And that's what we're saying about the, the, the systematic problem. Mm -hmm. You'll get put in a position to change the school and save the school you won't get put in a position to develop and learn and grow. Mm. Yeah, so that kind of leads me on neatly onto um, the last kind of topic that we can touch upon is um, what can we do to do our bit to, um, to you know, spark the, the, the next generation or to, to help this whole, this whole situation we're going through? What, what, what can we do? Huh? I mean, you know, from sort of my perspective, I think we have to we have to look at it from different aspects. We have to look at it from what we're teaching our kids in, in the home yeah. in the first place because we're their first teachers, really. Yeah. Um, and then how, you know, we can manoeuvre within sort of the education system and then just be role models in different ways. You know, mm -hmm. like, for example, you know, me and you, we, we're not in a system of specific nine to five work yeah you know yeah. we're creating our own kind of world you know what i mean and opportunity for yeah. ourselves yeah and it's maybe using those skills to maybe educate other children or kids or adults that yeah. this is an opportunity maybe to do something in a different way yeah and i think you know we maybe just start as individuals and then we build a collective and then we build and build and build because i find all too often that we all have like a strong desire to create a change. Yeah. But then we don't necessarily move. We don't move. Yeah, yeah. Not even yeah. collectively, we just don't move. Yeah. Some of us just don't move, you know? And if we're not going to move, we can't even begin to even think about doing things as a collective because we're not prepared to take that step to yeah. even create that change. Okay. Yeah. So I always think to myself, well, what can I do? And, you know, I can speak for myself. You know, I've tried to make sure that, um, one, the kids are in a happy environment, you know, yeah, so, yeah. 
you know, whether whether you're in a relationship or marriage or as a single parent, single father, single parent home, you're making sure you're creating an environment where both parties are still very much in um, alliance when it comes to like the, the, those children mm-hmm. and making sure one, the education system knows that, yeah, we are definitely behind our children because every time, you know, my kids had an issue, I'm like, you need to ring me yeah. or ring his mother. One of us is going to come and deal with it. You know what I mean? And But we're not coming to just chastise him. We want to know what the issue is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And in one case, it was very much a case of my son and this teacher just could not communicate well. You know, he then had to go and be with the um, head of French. Mm-hmm. You know, before that, they were telling him he was fa- he's a failing child. He was never going to pass French. He went on and passed and got, I think it was a B or a C in a subject that he was told he was going to fail. And all it took was to change that little environment with the teacher. So kind of going back to what I'm saying is we just have to start from small pockets trying to create our own little changes um, and then come up with a collective plan of how we want maybe things to move forward. Yeah, that's perfect. What you said there is so true. I want to try and build back that family community thing that you were speaking on before. Mm, And, um, and, And yeah, what you said really kind of hit home that I want to ask my son, do you know what happens in those areas? Do you know how much they get paid in those areas? Mm. You know, um, I know I've had a conversation with my son about what he wants to do and it's not your um, normal like academic stuff, which I think is cool because I don't think one box fits Fits all. And I think that if you test one child on his ability to be like academic and into maths and stuff, Mm. then you may really fail to see another part of him that's really yeah, good yeah, 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 so yeah, I'm yeah. just like same as you just going to try and um, start from the home and also what I'm going to try and do is some of these young kids if like I see them all the time and I make sure I say hello and you know when the younger guys are in my gym and stuff yeah. I'm, I'm having conversations with them and, and I'm pleasantly surprised that a lot of them before they wouldn't even look at you they'd be like just looking at me for whatever but now a lot of them are, are, are saying oh what are you saying bro and, and, and it's breaking that that whole, what's he screaming? What's he looking at me for? Kind of, I'm, 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 my aim is to demolish that. I, I, like, yeah. like, I'm the same as you. Yeah, I'm the same as you. We got a bigger enemy to fight here. Yeah. So, you know, every time I see like a, a young black guy in the gym or whatever, I'm talking to them mm-hmm. and I'm approaching them and I'm just letting them know that like, if we work together, you know, and anything we work together, yeah, and everything, and that's what I'm saying. There's just like yeah. 17, 18 year olds who you can tell that they're on that cusp of, trying to be a rude boy, but, but it got heart. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I'm just trying to drag that heart out and just say yeah. to him, like, look, you know what? I, I advise him like a teacher. I'm mm-hmm. a PT, but I advise him like a teacher. because you are a teacher. You are a teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a huge yeah. purpose. Yeah. You are a teacher. Yeah. You got a huge purpose. Yeah. You know and I think I mean? that's the thing, you know, like, for example, you know, we were talking about, you know, academia not necessarily being the be all and end all for the child. You know what I mean? You found something where mm-hmm. you are speaking to people not just kids, not, you know, you're speaking to adults, you're changing people's lives in some shape or form. Yeah, and yeah. that's a powerful thing to, to do. But you wouldn't necessarily have come round to that. From the education yeah. I got from school. Exactly. From, no, yeah. no, 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 I left know? school with nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know I, I remember doing, doing my GCSEs thinking, ah, oh, F this, man. I just literally, I didn't, I don't think I even finished it. I just walked out. Yeah. I was thinking, this is no, not for me. Like a lot of them are in that situation. And, you know, for us to do something... Community starts first, mm, yeah. Because community is 
is mm -hmm. the exposed to what is actually happening behind closed doors. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's not there. Mm. You know, and I'm talking, yeah, yeah. walking down the road saying good morning. Like, yeah, or, but in or, country, or, that's the norm, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and like simple things of, I can say where I live, you know, like students, but not my students, will see me and will say hello. Mm. That's that's a community thing. You shouldn't yeah. feel fear of anyone. Yeah. But they do. And unfortunately, that now needs to change because mm. until they feel safe within their community... The behaviors that we see make them change. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what they see as community now, unfortunately, is something that isn't. So they'll yeah. they'll go to a gap. Just the man them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that isn't community. Yeah. That isn't gonna save you, and that isn't gonna help you. Mm. It's good to have your crew. Yeah, it's good to have your diehard friends. Mm -hmm. But there are people out there that can help, and there are people that can make you grow. Yeah, for sure. And I'm talking health and lifestyle. Yeah. You know what you're eating. Ain't mm. helping you. Yeah. 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 What you're putting in your body ain't helping you. I'm talking education. Mm. Like, yeah. if someone's trying to teach you something, it might not be something that you want to know, but it might be useful mm. for you in later life. Yeah. 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 How you use it is up to you. Of course. Take it on board. And then ultimately is opportunities. Because mm. opportunities create happiness. Like, if you have an opportunity, like you have a job, then you know you can grow for greater things. If you have an opportunity where you have some form of employment where you're earning something doesn't even have to be full-time mm. then you can balance what you're going to do in your in your spare time yeah there's no opportunities for them mm. so community members who have the chance to build opportunities need to come together mm -hmm. people who have power need to go to the system mm -hmm. and speak to the government and so on and say how can we re-engage yeah because if you look in a community like Hackney where there was riots and so on They've rebuilt that area. Mm. You know, the shops, the retail, even Tottenham Stadium, that yeah. all brings money into yeah. the community. Sure. That all makes someone have some form of employment, mm. but it also brings an identity. Yeah. So if you look at South London, what is its identity? Mm. What is going on? There's a lot of gentrification Loads. and people living off what your your grandparents built, but you ain't living off nothing. Mm, yeah, you ain't yeah. got nothing. Mm. You haven't even got a pub yeah. or a or a community centre or anything to go to because mm -hmm. it's been sold. Mm -hmm. Why? Because people from your own community have left or people from your own community don't want to rebuild in that yeah. area. Yeah. That needs to change. Mm. Yeah. Because if you rebuild in the area that you grew up, you'll continue to reap what was sowed. And yeah. if you don't and it's Got so interesting it. that you say that, you know, for obviously we're a stone throw away from yeah. Pe Petnam, yeah. you know, and, <laughs> and you know, I, I grew, I've, you know, I'm from South London, I grew up in Wandsworth, went to school down the road from Brixton, and so we were always in that yeah, environment. And as, you know, a black child growing up in and around Brixton and South London, there always seemed to be a strong black community. But in the last 20, 30 years, that's just disappeared, you know? Mm. And even places like Brixton, it's not the same Brixton it's that not, I remember. It's not. You know, it, it, it's the, the gentrification, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, Brixton's a cool place to hang out, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so on and so forth, but that kind Historical of history, yeah. you know, of this was kind of like a hub for us to just, mm. you know, do business, have our community, raise our children. It was where we felt comfortable. And that's been diluted, as you said, mm -hmm. you know, and shifted to different places, mm -hmm. you know, so that 
other investment can come in which is not for us mm. you know and i guess how are we gonna try and change that how do we rebuild like that type of community spirit you know because we, earlier we were talking about you know if i was seen on the road doing something i weren't supposed to be doing i know my mum's brethren's or my auntie would see me and it would be a problem so mm-hmm. before i've even got home <laughs> you know yeah, the community yeah, has told yeah, my mum yeah. I've just seen Reg down the road doing a madness yeah. you know so I'm coming in on a hunky dory thinking everything's cool my mum's frosty probably, because yeah. she's like well what are you doing yeah. you know that kind of level of sort of community spirit is just not there anymore well, and, and it, we need to do what we can to, to, to bring it back and it starts with, with us with our children and like I said with yeah. with, with like you, you guys are in the prime um, mm. position, really, and sure. uh, I thank God that it's you're on the front line, yeah. <laughs> because um, yeah, but no, you like we have schools that we can also teach. So um, yeah, we can do our bit to teach. You guys are doing an amazing job to teach. But um, we're gonna kind of wrap up. But is there any last words that any of you guys want to say? I was gonna say, you know, as we're talking about things that maybe we can do, you know, maybe we can look at coming and speaking to some of like the young people yeah, in yeah. the schools and you know letting them know that there is mm-hmm. a different way of doing it you know what I mean you don't necessarily do the education because you need the education but you don't have to stay in that matrix system you can unplug yourself and do something that you want to do using your talents brilliant you know? so yeah. that's yeah. what I can do yeah and how often would that be and that's the other institutional because what know. it is is they yeah. have these days mm that we have guests come in, guest speakers, we do activities, we, we, we're enriched in different ways. Mm. But um, that's not enough. And it goes back to that tokenism concept. Mm. Oh, a little drip, drab here. Yeah. But it's not consistent. Mm. And when time it's not consistent, yeah. it's not effective. But we could maybe do that within our own environment. Yeah, well, that's So it. we'll just it's say to the parents, like, look, yeah. um, we've got a guest speaker, blah, 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 blah. Can we hire the hall? That's it. And yeah. we'll this just do it and do it on. So I yeah. think that like yeah. that's that's the biggest thing that's I it. think that can come out of this is yeah. that I personally think is that there are people within South London mm-hmm. in in most walks of society, education, business and enterprise, mm-hmm. corporate, the city, who are who are black men and women who have power and have influence. Yeah. And I think what is needed now is the same sort of conversation we're having here, but on a larger scale. Mm. Yeah. And the community is either invited or it's, a, it's you know, like a, a question time. Yeah. 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 And, yes. and then, and then yeah. when that happens, and, 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 you know, like, there has to be head teachers in there who are black. You know, the it's black important te- that we have the right to black, the black head representation. Black head yeah. teachers in Lambeth, the black head teachers in, in Lewisham, they're all over. Mm. But they need to be questioned and asked, how do you feel about this? Mm-hmm. How do you feel that you have such a representation of black, Asian um, 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 teachers, but there's no pathway for them yeah. into leadership? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because it's very interesting, like, when you're in the system and you think that's the right way. So you think, you know, like you said, I can say Faye's gone from being a TA to a teacher to head of department and we chat on the phone mm-hmm. and she'll be like, what do I do? And like, we just talk yeah. and it's so rewarding mm. to go in and see what she's done. Because yeah. then I'm like, wow, like, inspiration. I remember when yeah. she weren't doing this. Yeah. And like, now look, now for me, how many head teachers are doing that for us? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. How many head teachers are out there saying, you know what? I can see what they're doing. I can see their potential. 
I'm going to get in their ear. Yeah. I'm going to get them on this course. I'm going to yeah. get them to do the right qualification. And then I'm going to do the sponsorship. I'm going to say, you know what? If your job comes up, this person, person is the one. This person. Because mm. that isn't happening mm. in education, in the city. It's not happening. Yeah. And that needs to happen. And then once you start getting more leaders and more stronger pillars in the community, mm-hmm. then the old school community can come back. Yeah. So carnival and all that shouldn't just be the only time that we celebrate mm-hmm. a funeral shouldn't be the only time yeah, you see your friends in school just yesterday yeah. yeah that you know how horrible that is just That's the only time you see your mates because you're all, time you catch up with family you don't yeah. see it anymore yeah. and, and the reason is because there's nowhere to go mm. yeah people go and spend big money and go bougie clubs and whatever but you're not going to go down the shop and support the local West Indians, yeah. Or, yeah, that needs to change. But I do feel that there change. is a shift, though, you know, Giles. Yeah, it needs to change. I do feel there's a shift, especially right at this moment, because yeah. I think the, because co- the collective trauma yeah. that yeah. everyone has gone through, seeing yeah. what happened to George Floyd, yeah. has changed, like, mm. how people are thinking. And there are little pockets happening, mm. little organisations starting to grow, yeah. mm. where it is a... You know, a friend, a friend of mine has just yeah. started a company called um, Black Business Maps. Mm. And that's for, like, every business that is owned by a black person across the globe. Mm. So it's not just he- here yeah, in our yeah, little yeah. pocket. Yeah. If I'm in New York, oh, I want to go and find block... You know, and it's there. So I think that type of thing is definitely changing within our community where we're starting to think with a bit more of a one-mindedness. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that we don't want white people to come and spend any money with yeah. us. Mm. It's a case of, well, we're trying to look after our own, exactly. you know, and do our bit for our own community because no one else has helped us to do anything in the yeah. past. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. that's not a bad thing, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I think there is a definite shift. In consciousness, yeah. yeah, 110%. Cool, cool, cool. Right, guys, we just need to keep our foot on the, on the gas and keep the pressure on because what I don't want to happen with this whole situation is that it ends up kind of fading away and it kind of ends up going back to how things used to be. So um, my last kind of note on, on, the, on the issue is just that we need to um, hold each other accountable, really, for the stuff mm-hmm. that we've said that we're going to do during this podcast and we need to make sure that we don't just fade back into normality or how things were before. Mm-hmm. So let's, um, let's, let's try and get that sense of community back. Let's try and maybe put, um, organize some sort of um, mentorship day where we get different people um, from different um, yeah. professions yeah. and stuff and hire out a whole ourselves and, and try and see if we can do our bit um, and spend within the black community a little bit more mm-hmm. as well. Um, guys, we just scratched the surface. Like I was going through the notes thinking, shucks, you know, we didn't talk about that. We didn't yeah. talk about that. We didn't even talk about microaggressions, which I really want to touch complex. upon. But yeah. um, we may have to do a part two because we've done an hour, we've done an hour and 45 minutes. So guys, yeah. once again, thank you so much for Thanks coming for today. Us, it's man. been amazing. Yeah. And guys, look out for part two of Richard, Reggie, Faye and Giles. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Nice. Oh, well done, guys. Yeah. 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 Each Radio. Connecting with people.